he goes and gets wings and throws them on the board. Now listen, man, this guy's breaking <laughs> barriers down. You're listening to Leafs Lunch with Julia Tusheri and Michael DeStefano on TSN 1050. The Leafs live here. Is this from one of Steph's high school dances? What's the deal here? Like, what are we listening to right now? <laughs> okay. Lunch is brought to you in part by 2for1pizza.com. It's 2for1 Tuesday. Order a regular price pizza from the Create Your Own menu and get a second pizza, the same or lesser value, free. So I'm being told this was a Josh selection? Get on the mic, Josh. Josh, what explain yourself. What are we listening yourself. to here? I didn't realize that you were an old soul Is this like for this. you and your boo on this Valentine's Day? I'm not playing this, no. Okay. Um, not playing this for my boo, but uh, <laughs> it's an old classic. It's it's an oldie for uh, for Valentine's Day. Which Come is? On. Uh, it's Foreigner. Yeah, I want to no. know what love is. We all want to know what love is today. Well, so Okay. Well, got to spread Out of uh, my wheelhouse. <laughs> We're going to have noodles on in a realm. minute here. Maybe out of my noodles right. wheelhouse. A little, little Ed Sheeran perfect, maybe. Love the way you lie, maybe. What's that other one? Love uh, the way you lie. It's a little dark savage, on Valentine's savage Day. Savage love. Savage Love, that was a big song a couple years back. That would be on TikTok. Right. It was a big TikTok song there. I feel like that's how most songs nowadays You really and I were get... talking about that the other day. Yeah. Like, you showed me a song, and I was like, oh, I've never heard of that. I don't know that song. The then you played part. it, and I knew the lyrics to it. Right, exactly. <laughs> so... It's like, oh, no, wait, I know this one little part from TikTok. Yeah. It's like, oh, there you go. So true. You saw it even at the Grammys, how many of those songs were just like TikTok viral songs. Anyways, yeah. um, Leafs back in action tomorrow night versus Chicago. Mm. Uh, and Steph teased ahead of the break that it looks like we'll have uh, an interesting scratch tomorrow night and someone who's become a sta- staple in the Leafs lineup. And it looks like it'll be Justin Hall getting getting the seat in the press box tomorrow night. Uh, n- no one's spoken on this yet. The Leafs are still on the ice, but the deep pairings are shaking out as Riley Brody, Geo Lilligren, Sandine Timmins, with Ben and Hall as the extra fourth pairing. And, and Justin Hall, like you have the stats, Avi, has not been very good lately. Well, so the first thing that goes to your mind because what we've seen over the course of the last week or so is like, oh, is is he being scratched for trade related reasons? Or is he being scratched because he's been bad recently? Like that's that's what goes through my mind. Like why why is he not going to play tomorrow? Is this and technically we don't know. This is still just we're basing this based on the practice pairings that we're seeing today at practice. Um, the deep pairings seeing at practice today. So it's Timmins with Sandine Hall's chilling as the seventh defenseman. But like the, he's he has not played well. Like yeah. he's had a very up and down season. Like early on in the year, he was fighting oh, it. Oh, he was There's, fighting booze. The boo birds were out a lot with Justin Hall, and then you know to his credit, he really found his game there in like November ish, like and November December a little bit there. Him and Giordano really stepped up in the absence of T.J. Brody and and uh, and, and Morgan Riley. But that pairing has fallen off quite significantly of late and uh, again i don't know if it if hall's the reason geo's the reason like both of them together the pairing just has not really worked um i I looked it up yesterday like he's been on the ice justin hall for 23 goals in the last 20 games yeah 23 that is not a promising stat and including three the other night against columbus like when you're on the ice for three goals against the columbus blue jackets and Patrick Laine and Johnny Goudreau aren't the goal scorers. That means you got outworked because those are the, that's how the other guys their depth scoring. That's how they score goals. 
So you're just you're just flat out getting outworked, and and that's just unacceptable. Yeah, it's not great. So so this we talk about the Leafs' depth at D all the time, especially with the way that they were able to just keep running through it with all those injuries at the beginning of the year. Justin Hall in a, in a playoff series right now. It doesn't sound overly cute, does no, it? No, and what did I say actually yesterday, just as we were getting off the air? Do you remember what I said? Mm-mm. I brought up a random stat about Justin Hall and said, hmm, he's allowed a lot of goals recently. It was like yeah, 18 goals in 18 games or something like that. And I just threw that out there. So Sheldon Keefe on his way home from practice was like, really? I just brother? threw that out there yesterday and then I went and I dug into more of the nitty gritty <laughs> of the information and I looked and I was like, huh. Hall and Geo as a pairing have been a bottom 10 pair in the league since Christmas. Yeah. They've allowed, uh, they're bottom 10 in terms of goals against per 60 that they've given up, and they're giving up the 17th most scoring chances um, against per 60 in that time as well. So they, they have not been the shutdown duo that they were earlier in the year when they stepped up to their credit. They played great early on, but as the season's progressed here the last month or so, it hasn't. It hasn't gone their way when out they're out there on the ice. It, it really hasn't. They've been outworked. And when you're on the ice for 23 goals in in a 20 game span, sometimes you find yourself out of the lineup, and that's where Justin Hall looks like he will find himself there tomorrow night. Yeah. So unconfirmed. Leafs still on the ice at practice, but based on the way that the the pairings are shaking out, it looks like Justin Hall will be a scratch tomorrow night versus Chicago. Uh, and with that, let's bring in our, our one of our favorite Overdrive co-hosts, Jamie McLennan. And we have to bring him in by kind of calling him out because it'll be comforting for our listeners to know calling that. Calling him out? Yeah. Their favorite hosts on the radio, their favorite NHL players, they're just like them struggling on Valentine's Day today because oh, you God. got the mother-in-law phone call last night, Noodles, that your wife <laughs> of a decade does not like the flowers that you annually get her on Valentine's Day. And I feel like this is more common. Like It came up because Steph and I were talking this morning about how my boyfriend, God love him, just like doesn't have very good floral taste. Well, but we, you appreciate it nonetheless. Look, t- to Noodles' credit, who doesn't like red roses? Like I just don't understand why there's such a hate for red roses, Noodles. Well, I'm I'll you. be honest. There, there's one solution to this. Just how about no flowers? Yeah, I, you know. I I know that. Valentine's I knew Day, where that was going. Valentine's Day is an absolute farce anyways. It's a made-up day. <laughs> yeah. and, and you know what? Every day around here is Valentine's Day in, in, in this family. So you know what? It's just, to me, it's like, all right, you need some sort of celebration. You want a flower. Like, to me, I <laughs> think flowers flower. are the most ridiculous things ever because all they do is they die immediately, yeah. and now you've got to throw them out. And if you try and revive them... And if it's summertime, there's bugs that floating around and stuff. Like, I'm not a big indoor plant person whatsoever, and you can ask Steph about it. So for me, the, I think the simple solution is, yeah, we'll get a little box of chocolates. We'll have you know, maybe you know, a nice dinner or something like that. Yeah. But let's, leave, let's take flowers off the table. To me, it's it's a it's a lazy way out, anyways. Guys go to the grocery store; they're buying stuff, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I forgot. There's yep. some flowers. I'll grab these almost dead flowers. Pay triple the amount that you can yep. buy them for any other time, and then you hand them over. They go in a vase. The vase stays there for a couple of days until they die, and then you throw it out and you do it all again next year." You want to talk about lazy way out noodles? So yesterday, our, our friend Jeff O'Neill is on overdrive, claiming that he made. A phone call to AB to let him go. He was yes. texted. Is that is <laughs> that, that greasy? It wasn't, it wasn't a, a phone, phone call. call. He got text dumped the day That's... before Valentine's Day. 
That is tough. I, I will say is that? that the text is tough. Now, I'm not, uh, you guys know, I'm an older guy, so I, I'm not up with all of that. I don't know if I've ever been dumped text-wise, but it's more, uh, I think it's almost a face-to-face, isn't it? You guys have a long-standing relationship, friendship. And, and O did say, hey, you know, I love the guy, but we got to move on. And apparently, A.B., you knew it was coming because you brought up the subject of, like, how are we going to deal with this? And O was like, i got to let you know. <laughs> I don't know how this, is, this went down, but the transaction shouldn't have gone down over text. No, I, I did feel a little hurt that it went down over text. I woke a group up, text. I woke up to the – yeah, it was, it was actually <laughs> the group chat. That's it even, even worse. That's more gutless. Like, letting everybody else know, I know. like, what you're saying, that is – really tough like that's almost getting dumped on the comment section on like instagram or on Facebook uh, you know what it's like it, it's it's honestly here's how i felt now i know how those gentlemen feel when they go and they they try and uh propose to the ladies at the sporting events and they end up with coke on their head like that, yeah, that's how uh, i that's felt tough. right get rejected the, in public like that yeah the, the only thing i can uh, compare this to is like i think on facebook when that was like the big thing People are always like in a relationship, and the minute that the relationship status changed, that's when you knew you were in trouble. Yeah. So I think he took he basically changed his relationship status yesterday with you. Well, I still got it as uh, at least consultants for Team. It's complicated. Aldog. It's it complicated. It's, it's, that's, that's what, it, what it says. It's complicated. Jeez. That's the one. That now, one. Yes. That, that that's right. So there was like in a relationship. Imagine confidently putting that out there for the public oh public to speculate over. And lots of people did it. Like I you know. guys were talking about. Yesterday on Facebook, and like that took me back, I guess to like the, to the poking time yeah, of our era. Lives. The era, it, yes. It, like early Facebook was a time that it's complicated in relationships. Like your relationship wasn't official until it was Facebook official. Like that became a very commonly used phrase in the world. Facebook official. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, well, it's not official yet, Noodles, as we transition to some more hockey talk, that uh, Justin Hall's going to get scratched tomorrow, but it looks like that based off of the pairings at practice. And I was just uh, telling JT, he's allowed 23 goals in the last 20 games. I mean, is this just a, 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 an instance where Sheldon Keefe wants to give this guy just the night to kind of recollect himself or what? I think so. It might be a reset. There was a time early in the season where he struggled, and it was consistent with the team struggling. He got a reset, and I thought his game got in order, mm-hmm. and it slipped away. Now, this might be a microcosm of the whole team where you know some of their details have gotten away on them on you know the teams that they should be beating on paper, but he hasn't been very good. And you think back to just his game the other night there was a rebound that came off the pad he skated by missed it that goes in the net like some missed assignments and ultimately let's be honest if justin hall is in the lineup and this team feels like they're going to go deeply on a run he shouldn't be in your top four they, yeah. they they've got they've got him he's got to be in your third pairing and be a hard guy to play against and advance the puck and and be physical and use his size that being said if if that speaks to me more like, okay, they feel like they need to address the depth of their D. And you're going to try other guys out in that scenario. But for me, I just, I, I think he's best suited as a third-pairing guy who can be, 
you know, tough to play against and advance the puck. And when he gets away from that, when he wants to jump up into the play and make plays and miss assignments and kind of not do what got him to the National Hockey League, Unfortunately, he finds him on the out, finds himself on the outside looking in, and I think that's the case to tomorrow. Can, can Lilligren be that guy? Like he's going to get the opportunity to be with Gio in the top four tomorrow. But do you think he's ready for that type of role, or is that something that the Leafs are going to have to look for externally as the deadline nears? I I, I think that's what they believe as Lilligren has elevated, and they want to give him an opportunity in that scenario. But again, you come down to it if you're. You know, you're, you're playing Tampa in the first round, okay? So there's your matchup, and I know you're not shaping the team just to beat Tampa, but you, uh, you do have to have the matchups that you are comfortable as, as far as if you're going to face a team like Tampa, if you beat them, you go on, let's say Boston gets through too. Same type of teams and play the same type of way. So for me, um, if you don't have confidence that Lilligren can absorb those top four minutes, that's where you're circling and going, okay, we, we need another top four defenseman here to round out the group. You're not just adding a, uh, you know, a six or seven. You might be in the, in the market for some of the guys who've been bandied about, the Jake McCabe's, guys like that who can play in your top four and, and give you the more valuable minutes. And that being said, I know I'm getting long-winded, but Lilligren is a young guy. So it's not that you don't believe he can be there, but you have to give your team the best opportunity today and in the next couple months, not for the future, 18 months from now, two years from now. Yeah, that's interesting. So we've heard Dubas say he's going to do whatever he can to improve the team. Uh, We've heard from insiders it might be a piece on forward and at defense. There's no reason why they can't do both, aside from that whole salary cap thing. Would you rather them add the splashier piece up front in the top six or, or in the top four? That's tough because I, I would love to just say both yeah. because yeah. you know it, that's what I I think they need they need they need a top four defenseman now maybe that top four defenseman is somebody like Joel Edmondson you know it's not as as sexy of a name but it's a big strong long defenseman who makes you pay um, has experience won a cup. I don't know what the asking price for him is. I know they're more addressing if in a perfect world you'd like the right side dealt with. But that's the type of player that I'd be looking at. And maybe he's not the sexiest name, but it's, it's, it's Lilligren a couple of years from now type of thing. Now, I, I think Lilligren handles the puck better, but I think Ed, Edmondson is the type of defenseman that they'd be looking for in, in that role. So uh, I still believe they need a top six guy. I, I really do because that, that left side, I know Yarn Croak has been a, a nice addition. We know where Bunting is probably going to play. But that left side to me is is a crapshoot. Uh, you know, Ingvall I think needs to be farther down in the lineup. They're stubborn to place him in the in the in the three hole basically. But there are certain guys I think that need to be slotted a little bit better if you're going to get into a, a grudge match against some of these teams that you're going to face in the playoffs. So I would like to say both. But again, you mentioned JT the the salary cap is staring everybody in the eyes. So yeah. it's money in, money out. I look at, too, like I was just taking a look yesterday when I was, you know, going through, looking at what's going on in the, in the Leafs, you know, Leafs Nation and whatnot, and I'm looking, Kerfoot, one goal his last 18 games. David Camp, goalless in 26 games. Like, these are guys that play, like, 15 minutes a night. Like, they, they also yeah. are going to need to beef up that scoring from the bottom end of the roster, too, come playoff time, because 
that's where they've kind of been killed a lot in the last couple of seasons. Like last year, I think Mark Masters told us the stat last week. They were outscored 8-3, to three, I want to say, when uh, you look at the bottom six compared to Boston and Toronto's last season. Yeah, well, that makes sense because, you know, I know everyone talks about the Nick Paul goals, but it's, it's more about, you know, and I know we've had this argument on overdrive with the guy like Jonas who says, you know, the underlying numbers suggest that Pierre Engvall is expected goals, all of that. I get it, but is Engvall going to give you the Nick Paul goal? That's, that's my question for you in the playoffs. Joey Anderson, Alexander Steves, Zach Aston Reese, Holmberg, you know, those are the guys that, to me, when, when people talk about it, and I say outside this market, when people talk about the Leafs, yes, they've got four guys that are as good as anybody in the league. But outside of that, it, it thins out, and that's where people aren't as afraid. And, yeah, easier said than done. Try and shut four guys down that are having you know, close to career years. I know Matthews isn't, but he's still Austin Matthews and can be a dominant force. But you look at the other three that are having really great seasons as well. Like, if you find a way to neutralize or top players cancel out top players, now it comes to your stat there, A.B., where it's what are you, what's the bottom of your roster going to give you? That's why if you add another player in the top six, maybe it slots guys a little bit better in that t- bottom six. A guy like your own crow can go down. Um, you know, if you believe in Kerfoot, he can give you minutes. But it's it's... You've got to find a little bit more depth there that is more threatening, in my opinion. And, not, and I'm not talking regular season threatening where you don't get hit and you don't fight for space. I'm talking playoff threatening where guys can win loose puck battles and get the puck to the middle of the ice. Well, the one spot we've heard Kyle Dubas is not going to add is between the pipes, Noodles. Joseph Wall made his debut this weekend, though he didn't get much help in front of him. No. Uh, yeah. What did you think of, of his debut? I know it's just one game to go off of, but do you think that he's enough insurance with the way Matt Murray's season has gone? Well, that's the biggest question is, I think they're stable if the, if the two are healthy, right? Then you'd be fine with Wall. You'd be fine with Shalgren. But it's, it's because, really, now you're looking throughout the league and going, okay, where's the upgrade? Uh, you know, Spencer Martin is available now in Vancouver. Guys Corpusallo, like that. he looked you know, pretty good well, over the weekend. Well, I think Corpusallo is a hell of a goaltender. But, again, uh, I know he's on a cheaper contract, but you're going to have to pay to get him out of there. Like mm-hmm. that's Now people are talking about, well, Kyle already did that with David Riddick, and it didn't pay off. But here's the thing. Maybe it will pay off. Like, and you have to give your team every opportunity to do that. If you're going to beef up up front, if you're going to add to a defenseman, you've got to make sure that if there is a, a Matt Murray injury or a Samsonoff injury, that you're comfortable with somebody who's stepping into the net. And I think that's what they've got to figure out with Joseph Wall. Uh, I think he's a skilled goaltender. I watched him at the AHL All-Star game the other right. day. Um, he's got skill. But, but he doesn't have a ton of experience. He's 3-2 and two now at the National Hockey League level. I thought his game was a little bit sloppy the other night, but just like the, it kind of mirrored the, the Leafs game. There was uh, you know, a few loose puck battles, and he didn't find the puck and, and was a little overactive in certain areas. But that's not on him. That's a team in front of him that wasn't super stable in front of him. But I, I just come back to I always lean towards experience, but I can understand their thought process of going, is it really an upgrade to grab a guy who has – um, experience in the league, but really his ceiling has been hit. And that's why I talk about a guy like Spencer Martin or you know David Riddick or guys that they've 
uh, looked at in the past. But you know, I'd be I'd be frustrated because uh, we remember it was Joe Sackick a couple years ago. Mm. They were in a game seven against Dallas, and it was Michael Hutchinson stopping <laughs> pucks, right? And you know, Hutch is a great guy, but you know, he didn't get them through to the next uh, round. So that it's it's certainly something that they have to look at to add to the depth of their organization. Right. Like I guess when you look back on it, I bet you Joe Sackick probably would have been okay passing out a third-round pick for David Riddick in that circumstance, but just right? that That's the, I always say, what if? And I know, like, you can you can argue the other way, conversely, and it, it makes sense, going, okay, you, I don't, is this player, is David Riddick really an upgrade on player X? The, I think yeah. the, the problem, Noodles, is like, like, I almost feel like it's more likely than not that an injury situation will occur. So you kind of have to be proactive with this. Well, I've said this, and I've been banging this drum for about the last year, that teams should be able to carry three goaltenders, and the third goaltender should be on a set salary that doesn't count against the cap. Mm. Like, we are, I believe, I haven't checked the numbers recently, I think the league is, last year it was 120 goalies that played in the regular season last year. Like, that's, you know, three a, a team, four a team. That's a lot. You're, it's rare that it's just the two guys the whole season. So to me, and, and I want to get away from this, and I know it's a nice story, the David Ayers and you know the Scott Fosters in Chicago, guys coming in, uh, the kid the other day, uh, I'm drawing well, a blank on his name, in Edmonton. We had you know, him on nice, the show. Yeah, U of A kid, awesome kid, but, but it, it's not a good look. You should have three on the roster. You should have a guy that's available to you, that practices, that is an NHL player that's available to you. You have depth in every other position, but in that one, you can't get anybody, and all of a sudden you're relying on a banker or a, an accountant to come in, and those are critical points. And it's to me, I, I just I've hated that, and it's something that I think the league has to look at. Eighty-nine goaltenders have played at least one game this year so far, and there's still okay. thirty yeah, so or so we're, games we're gonna to go. We're going to be at hundred. We're going to be at hundred here. Yeah. I guarantee you. Yeah, good chance that'll be the case because you can have guys going down, getting traded, players going to get called up. You, you know, you're going to see it for sure. Uh, Noodles, appreciate the time as always. Can't wait to hear you later today on Overdrive, pal. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. All right. There he goes. Jamie Noodles McLennan. You can listen to him on Overdrive tonight, 4 p.m. TSN 4, also right here on TSN 1050. Do we want to talk about what you just sent in the group chat right here? or uh, This is from a couple days ago, but it, it is ultimately pretty hilarious. <laughs> Um, there's a video coming out of Canucks practice. From just, today? I, I don't know. It just looks like there's too many guys out there. We're I don't know. We have to wants- verify the sources here, but it, it, it looks like some like pretty aggressive conditioning stuff happening yeah, well, with the guys army crawling across the ice with their... They took a big loss last them. night. Like They lost 6-1 to yeah. Detroit. So this video so. was posted on February 12th, so this is from a couple days ago. Yeah. Well, they've also they just played. They've lost a lot. Hard. They've lost a lot recently. A lot of games. Yeah, this is a lot an old video. Yeah, this is an old video. But still. However, talk, talk. I'm sure talk. It's is he maybe thinking like, what did I get myself into? Why did I come to this team? 
It's not as cushy as Kyle. He's Dubas also right one now. of those like coaches that looks like he's in sick shape. Like he's in, an intimidating dude. Like, oh, yeah. He looks like he could still get in the gym. So I, I'd imagine having that kind of coach would get you get you motivated. Yeah, works for the Canes, right? Jesus, yeah. You got Rod the Bod. Yeah. How does yeah. any one of those guys ever skip a day in the gym when your coach? You gotta looks... say talk at the profit. I don't know if that. I don't know. Could that get us canceled? I don't know. We'll go to break and consult. On the profit? Oh, <laughs> <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> All right. We do. Uh, we're going to continue, though. The Leafs' love is blind on the other side. Defenseman edition. So that's coming up next. You won't want to miss it. I'm Mike DiStefano with Julia Tesherios and the Leafs Lunch here on TSN 1050. Bad news has done it again. Now, back to Leafs Lunch on TSN 1050. The Leafs live here. It's February 14th, and love is in the air. <clears throat> Scotiabank Center. So, listen up, Leaf lovers, and keep your eyes peeled for that deadline edition that will melt your heart and melt the Gouda right off your charcuterie board. This is Leafs Love is Blind on Leafs Lunch. Welcome back, everyone, to the second installment of Canada's new favorite game show, Eat That, Duthy. First, I, I jack uh, Jim Taddy's <laughs> stuff material. Now I'm taking Duthy's material. I have no original introductions of my own. I'm producer Steph, hosting this lovely game show. If you missed it earlier, the way this game works is Julia Tesheri plays the part of Kyle Dubas, with the lovely glasses and all. Yep. Al's brother has the task of uh, trying to win over Kyle's heart, uh, playing the part of three new contestants. Now, in the first segment, we had four, four or we had three forwards who were eligible. Uh, Kyle ended up choosing Ryan O'Reilly. He passed on Timo Meyer and Ivan Barbashev. Kyle, before we get introduced to this next set of contestants who will all be defensemen, why don't you tell us, tell the audience, what exactly are you looking for in a partner here? Um, I'm looking for someone to play in the top four, I think. The right side is attractive, so are unicorns to everyone around the NHL. I know there's not a whole lot of those to go around. But I'm looking for someone who has playoff experience, who plays a heavy style of hockey, a big bod on the point, if you will. Uh, a veteran presence who, who's been there. I, I feel like maybe they, I know that Geo has been there, but deep playoff experience on the back end, I think, is something that my squad lacks and I'm looking for in a potential suitor. Ooh, right. let's see if we can find you that match. Let's welcome in contestant number one. Hello, hello. How are you, Can Kyle? you change your voice for each? No, I cannot. Okay, that. sorry. That's I just asking I thought I'd try. I thought I'd try. Continue. Woo me. <laughs> I am a rugged right shot defenseman Ooh, who was okay. born and raised in a hockey family in Western Canada. I consider myself a veteran of the game who loves to play with an edge, and I'll bring great leadership skills both on and off the ice. Wow, that sounded attractive. Any Sioux connections, my friend? There are no Sioux connections with myself. Okay, maybe that era is ended. Do you have any connections with anyone on this current Leaf roster? Negative. Okay. I do not. That's okay. Tell me a little bit about your playoff experience. 
So I've got 31 games of playoff experience, but I do have two appearances technically in the Stanley Cup Finals technically, and two eh? rings on my finger. Oh, okay, okay. Um, anything? What's your career highlight? I would Those say Stanley Cup. Yeah, yeah, like the two cup rings. I won gold internationally uh, for the World Junior Team back in my heyday. So I would say gold medal for my country and, and the two Stanley Cup rings. Um, what's your contract situation like? Pretty good, I'll be honest. Pretty, my contract. I'm on an absolute sweetheart deal right now. My contract is nine hundred thousand. Wow! But I am a pending UFA. Okay, okay, maybe potential to resign though. Who knows? I don't know what else I have to ask you. Like, what would the cronies think? It's always the question. What would the cronies think? The cronies? I, no, I would say uh, you're more of an eye test kind I'm of guy. More of the eye test, intangibles type of player. Intangibles. I think, yeah, like the intangibles is really what I would bring to your lineup and your roster. I bring a different, a different element. I think that there's a lot of crony love okay. on your roster. I could go and maybe help satisfy some of the Uncle Chris's of the world. Okay, if you know what I mean. I like it. I, I like it. We appreciate the Uncle Chris's and the Uncle Craig's and the Uncle Gino's here. On yes. lunch. Um, would you be a defensive liability, though? Is it too many intangibles, not enough hockey skills? I wouldn't consider myself a liability. Like, the, the playing defensively is, has been my style my entire career, is, okay. is what I do on the defensive end. I'm not going to give you anything offensively, but I wouldn't call myself Jacob Slavin by any stretch of the imagination either. But I could hold my own. Okay. I, I think I've heard enough on you, Suter number one. I, I think I'm ready to meet your, your friend. Uh, question from the audience, contestant number one. You said you technically have two cup rings. Mm. Did you play in the cup finals? Is that information you remember off the top of your head? Or this am I is, throwing you off? Listen, this is information that I we could tell you. We will come back to that before Julia makes her decision. Before Kyle, I'm Kyle. Kyle makes his decision. <laughs> All right, let's welcome in contestant number two, if you will. Oh, right, that's me. Yeah. I, I was like, <laughs> I was did like, my did I get stood I up? Waiting, it's Valentine's I was Day. for like a drop or something. I was <laughs> actually, I was trying to research that thing. So that was, that's my bad. Contestant number two. I'm a smooth skating left shot defenseman. Currently in the prime years of my career, I got plenty left in the tank still. I like to think of myself as a minute munching defensive defenseman. I fit into your top four role really well, bring an element of size to any blue line. Furthermore, some say I'm a... Uh, Specimen in terms of my physique, a svelte six foot three, two hundred and twenty one pound gentleman. Wow, okay, big boy. Sue Greyhounds, any connection? There is no connections with myself and the Sioux Greyhounds. Are you Canadian? Have you played in Canada at any point? I am not Canadian, and I have not played in Canada. Mm, okay, that's a little scary. Tell me about your playoff experience. So, the playoff experience is not a whole lot, I would say. I have 12 games of playoff experience, but that does include a playoff victory. Like, I do have, I have won a round, so I know what it takes to win at least one round. We love that here in Toronto. We think Mm. it's important. Do you? I'm Uh, not sure you do. uh, We would love to. We would love to know what it's like. Tell me a little (laughs) bit about your contract and what that's like. So, I'm a pending UFA, but... 
I, I, I'm, it's a very workable val, uh, AAV to work into your cap structure. I'm at $2.8 million That's AAV. That's feasible. That's feasible. We might get a little bump in the next couple years here, buddy. So maybe this could work out oh, for I'm us. Hoping, I'm hoping I get a nice bump this summer, let me tell you. Oh, I don't know about that if you're well, hanging around here, but we'll, we'll talk about it. Have you ever been an all-star before? I have not been an all-star, no. That's okay. That's okay. We don't have to boo the man. Come He's on. He's doing his best. He's Come doing on. his best. Um... How old are you? I'm 27 years old. Oh, that's a pretty good age. Would you yeah. say, like, if you were to gauge where your career's at, are you I think a little I'm past in, your prime? Are you in your prime? I think I'm in my prime. Like, I think the last couple of years, I've really started to come into my own. Like, you know, I, I'll be completely honest with you. I played, I, I'm from Russia, so, like, I didn't play the North American game until I was into my 20s. So it's taken me a little bit to adjust to the ice, but I feel like the last couple seasons, I'm really starting to come into my own and play some really quality NHL hockey. Oh, your English is really good. Oh, thank you. Um, I don't know how to say thank you in Russian. <laughs> I was, I was, in my head, I'm like, can I, can I, like, I, I don't know it. Uh, <laughs> how many different teams have you played for? And, and, uh, and we'll leave it there. Just one team. Okay. Just played for one singular team. Do you like it there? You know what? I'm not loving it. Okay. Not loving it. There's this really weird cannon thing they do in this That's building. so not cool. I, it, it does scare the bejesus out of me sometimes. Yeah. And, and the whole... It I'd like to go like elsewhere where they don't have cannons. And they have no. fans. That would be cool. Yeah. I bet. Right. I bet you'd like yeah, to play I, in Toronto. I, the fan base in Toronto. You said you're from Russia? I'm We've from... got some Russians. Madarasha. On Toronto. Um, okay. Let's meet the, the final contestant. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should change your voice so you just remember that you're all the contestants. I'm a left shot D man. That's oh near. Oh my god! <laughs> See, I can't do that. I don't know what this. I'm a. <laughs> I'm a left shot defenseman nearing 500 games of NHL experience. I'm a little raw and inexperienced when it comes to the postseason, but I feel my game would translate really well as I'm closing in on 800 hits and 800 blocks throughout my 10-year career in the National Hockey League. How raw? You've been in the NHL for 10 years and you're raw when it comes to playoff experience? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll be completely honest with you. I've played for a couple of uh, bad teams, to say the least, and I haven't even I haven't even sniffed a playoff race, let alone a playoff game. So, Oh, my God. Yeah. How old are you? Uh, 29, 29 years old. I don't know. You're not doing much for me right now. Uh, well, what are you college. bringing to the I went table? I to college, so I, I didn't get into the into the Heard NHL I've had this for conversation before. Not the best. Um, what's your career highlight? My career highlight is, I would say, you know what? I captained my team to a World Junior Gold Medal Championship. Oh, okay. Are you Canadian? Are you from Canada? I'm not, sadly. I'm from uh, Wisconsin. Go Badgers! Have you ever played in Canada before? I have not played in Canada before. Mm. No. Okay. What about your crony status? Would you call yourself a, a crony? A crony king? I, I think analytics people would be a little indifferent on me, I think. Like, I wouldn't consider myself a crony king, but I'm you know responsible in my own zone. I don't allow many goals or scoring chances when, when I'm out there on the ice. I, I think one of my strengths and one of my interesting factoids I'd like to tell you about myself is that my team's a dash 61. I'm a plus four on that team. So wow. I don't allow a lot of goals when I'm on the ice. That's good. That, yeah. So so what Something would you say sense. is your biggest draw? 
My biggest... Your biggest draw, like your biggest point of attraction. Okay, so I would say it's it's probably... it's It's got to be my defensive game. Like, that that's what I'm going to bring you, right? My bread and butter is my defensive game. Like, I'm a, I'm a big-body guy, and I can make it hard for you to play in front of the net. I can come and I can kill penalties. I can help with you on your penalty kill and play top full top four role and play that heavy style game that you long in Tirana. Okay. I, I think is there anything else you feel I should know about you before we continue on? Um I don't know if I have anything else that I would like to tell you. I think uh yeah, I'm not a big goal scorer. I could tell you that. So if you're looking for someone who's going to add, I know some you're trying to sell yourself on goals. me, right? And I, yeah. I think I figured out who you are, and you have gorgeous hair, so you might as well just mention that as a draw. Actually, I will tell you one thing: eight fights in my NHL career, including one against Tom Wilson. Wow! So I don't drop the mitts with any old stooge. I can drop them with the best of them. Yeah, that's for real. That's for real. Uh, okay, I think I've I think I've heard what I. All right, Kyle, as we get ready, let's recap the contestant. Contestant number one, a rugged right shot D-man from Western Canada. Mm -hmm. I believe the answer on the two cup runs is yes, he played 11 games in the first cup run and eight games in the second playoff run. But did he play in the actual in the cup playoffs. final? Oh, no. I that's know. what I I knew he played games. I wasn't oh, sure sorry, if he played in you, the yeah. final itself. And, I knew um, he played games, though. A very attractive contract. Two cup rings. Contestant number two, a Russian left shot defenseman in minute munching top four. A physical specimen at 220 pounds. Heavy, penny in UFA. Never been an all-star and is afraid of cannons. Contestant number three, who might be the most boring of the bunch. Jesus, it's like he didn't like me. It's like yeah, he was trying to turn guy. me off. 800 hits and 800 blocks, though, is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. So, Kyle, have you made your decision? Tampa played Dallas in the bubble series, right? Yes. yes. I've played one game in the... Contestant number one has played one game in the Stanley Cup final, yes. Would you like him to reveal the identities before you make your decision, or is that going against blind dating protocol? That no, I think I've protocol. I think I've identified them. I could guess if you'd prefer me to. Do you want me to guess? <laughs> Which one would you like? Who, I think uh, contestant best? number one is is the one that I'd like to take home and keep. Um, <laughs> I, I I like I like the idea of of those couple cups. I specifically like the idea of inside knowledge on the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think that that's important. I think that it's Luke Shen, right? It is Just Luke Shen. Yeah, yourself. now you're going out there like, I'll get Tampa Bay Lightning? What are you talking about? You this guys, is, uh... you literally said the Dallas series in the bubble, bro. Yeah, it could have been Dallas. Luke Shen, and I think that the Luke Shen story in Toronto just needs to come all the way full circle with a storybook closed on a Stanley Cup. You want one more fun fact about Luke Shen? Sure, I do. So one of the other questions that was out there, and since I did five hours of research, I would like to yep, get this flex one on me, there. boy. I'll flex on this one. Yeah, one of the questions that you could have asked was, "Have you ever dropped the gloves?" Luke Shen has dropped the gloves 61 times. He's been 61 fights in his NHL career. That's a lot. That is a lot. In today's game? When did they start tracking? Like, uh, sorry to put you on the spot. Do you have? No idea. Okay, cool. No idea on that. Like, I, I'd be interested when they started tracking that and who the actual leader in fights is in the NHL. Because isn't it like 
who is the leader in hits? It's someone kind of ridiculous. Is it? Career leader in fights, NHL. I'm hoping that this comes up right away. Sorry. Ty Domi, 333 okay. NHL fights. I guess they would have tracking that a while ago. Ty Domi did fight a lot. Would you like to the reveal the other two contestants? JT, do you want to have a, a guess? Or I, Kyle? I think, uh, was it Shen Gavrikov? McCabe? Yes. Nice. And then from the forward... You didn't get Gavrikov after the cannon comment. Oh, no. I, I Yeah. <laughs> McCabe actually did take me a minute. Um, gorgeous hair, by the way. You should have mentioned that when you were trying to sell to me. Uh, and then were the forwards Meyer, Barbashev, and then my choice was Ryan O'Reilly? Yes. Nice. I, I thought it was JVR a bit for the second one, but... No cup there. All right, yes. Kyle. So what we're going to do here is you're going to we're going to hit a quick break. You're going to mull over which one because you can only have one. There's only one love match today. I have to pick between you the forward and the D between sure Ryan O'Reilly and Luke Shen, oh. and you will reveal the answer next. Okay, I will. I feel like we could have just went there. Like you could have just threw through the break, and we could have went, came back. All right, fine. I'm throwing the break. Leafs lunch is brought to you by <laughs> Vanilla Visa prepaid cards, available for purchase at any Petro Canada. The perfect gift for any occasion. Kyle Dubas's answer next. This is Leafs lunch on TSN 1050. The Leafs live here. Brought to you by Vanilla Visa prepaid cards, available for purchase at Petro Canada. The perfect gift for any occasion. We've got a couple of updates from practice quickly before we get your final answer. Uh, Austin Matthews speaking. He says, we'll see how everything responds tomorrow morning. We'll see how I'm feeling. But for myself, I'm trying to get in the mindset and anticipation of playing and go from there. So he skated in practice today. There's a possibility that he could play tomorrow against the Chicago Blackhawks. One other notable from practice today is that Justin Hall was not one of the six main defenders. He was skating as a seventh. Connor Timmins uh, up on the third pair. And uh, Keith says he's mostly happy with Hall's play, but noted at times it has slipped. He wanted to get Timmins in and said, quote, you're looking for someone to take out, so don't give me a reason. So again, trying to create that internal competition from within, which I kind of appreciate. And I think it's a good chance for Justin Hall, whose game has slipped lately. Yeah. The guy's been on the ice for a lot of goals. Um, give him a chance to kind of reset. All right, JT, time has come. I'm sweating. You have about a, a two minutes here where you have uh, to make your decision. Who are you taking? Luke Shen or Ryan O'Reilly? So do you have, uh, and by you I mean Luke and Ryan, do, do either of you have anything that final that you'd like me me Kyle to know before I make my final decision well uh, I don't know how final it is like I, there's that injury <laughs> when you look at like like okay me Luke Shen I'm not sure I can play a top four role for you yeah you said that's what you're looking for I don't know if I could satisfy your needs that was weird but okay well well that's <laughs> this is a dating show that's what happens okay as I, for Ryan O'Reilly is that foot injury? I mean, am I going to be able to come back for you? Like, I don't know. Like, there's a couple of question marks with both of these guys. I might more like tell me something sweet about both of you that would sell me either way, not something that'll like scare me away from right, both let me of them. See. Hold on. Do you have one thing? Like, you put together so much tremendous information. I know. Share one now, piece. Now of- we got to find it all. That's the problem. Okay. Uh, 
In my okay, Ryan O'Reilly, dude's a gamer. Five goals in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, they need that bad. Five goals in a Stanley Cup final. Mm-hmm. You might need that. Okay, and then anything for Luke? No, there's really nothing great about Luke Shen. Yeah, so my <laughs> my call was Ryan hey, O'Reilly. I lead the league in hits. That rocks. I know someone named Gary is tweeting at us very not not into the idea of Ryan O'Reilly, but because it's a, a foot injury, something that heals, I, we spoke to this yesterday, not a back or a, or a neck or a, or a knee or, or a shoulder, like something like that that's, that's really recurring that you know is going to flare up throughout the course of a long playoff run. A broken foot is generally a, one that heals pretty well for hockey players. Like Are you not concerned of his massive drop in production? Well, yeah, a bit, but he's playing on a team. Like, we saw what happened with Tarasenko. He got out yeah, of there, like and he, 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 he did really well as soon as he was traded. No, I'm not. I'm choosing Ryan O'Reilly as my Valentine, All as right. Kyle Dubas. All right. Maybe we can chat about this tomorrow because we ran out of time. But, uh, yeah, Ryan O'Reilly's the decision. Ryan O'Reilly is who Julia, a.k.a. Kyle Dubas, has number one on the wish list, and that's who we'd like to go on uh, on a little date see with come yeah. the March 3rd NHL trade deadline. I have a reservation tonight, 8.30. Ryan, I'll see you there <laughs> for dinner. All right. Fun stuff. That was a lot of fun. Today was fun. Uh, maybe we could do this again in some other capacity. It was a good time. Uh, if you missed any of today's show, you can find it on tsn1050.ca, the Art Radio app, or wherever you get your podcast. Gameplay with Matt Koss coming up next.